your thing or you deserve a cosign. <laughs> Hey everybody, it is Keiki, and I am here once again with my brother and friend, Douglas Watley of the Watleys. Hello. Because as we have already established, he has nowhere else to be. Hello. (laughs) Where where was I supposed to come in? (laughs) I think I missed my cue. (laughs) I'm here with Dougie, and this guest today is one of my favorites. I don't want to say that, like... I don't love everybody because I I really do, but um, this guy. Wrong. You don't love everybody. I do, Dougie. You're just like Big Mama. Like your Big Mama, she liked the kids, but she don't love them kids like she love her grandkids. You know what I mean? Them step kids ain't her. No, but this guy um, has made a name for himself among. So many artists that you already know and love. We hit it off because we're both diehard Brandy fans. Outside of um, just coming off of a tour with PJ Morton, this guy has released so many projects. And honestly, the work that goes into his projects, you would think that it's like a whole crew of people pushing him behind it. But when you come to know him, you come to know that outside of music, he is a boss with like graphic design mm-hmm. and like his visual eye is insane. He is literally put together a, a whole product for his fans, the visual, the sound, the, the everything. And I'm just honored to have you here. Dougie, Brickliam is in the building. Hey, 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 hooray, hey, hooray. Hey, hey, Let's give him three cheers. Hip, hip. Hooray. Okay, thank you. Hip, hip. <laughs> Dougie. Alright, whatever. I'm usually good with goodbyes. But I really hate your lying to me. Cause when I look in your eyes, sugar, mm, I can tell that you're trying. Hey, what's going on, everybody? How are you? I'm really good. Um, no complaints, just really good. Just trying to keep a positive, you know. You know? Give me one complaint. Why not? Yeah, I mean, nobody ever lets you complain. Give me one. Uh, it's hot in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Let me tell you, I went to Texas one time for a bachelor weekend. I think I called you when I was out there too. Yeah, I went to Texas for like a bachelor weekend, right? And I was like, I got these suits. I'm about to be GQ, man. Day one was suits. Day three, four, five, Shorts tank top and, tank and coochie cutters <laughs> and flip flops. I was like, ah, whatever I pull with this, they'll really like me. Anyway, <laughs> break. We try to like, you know, advise people how crazy Dougie is before they get here. But you already know. You and Dougie go way back. Uh, Doug was actually the very first person I recorded music with um, in 2012. I did like a little mixtape my senior year of college. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, Doug helped me get it done. And that's how everything, I feel like that's the origin of like a lot of stuff for me. So, yeah, we go way back. A lot of history. You are um, in Texas. Aren't you from Texas? Yes, sort of, kind of. Uh, I'm a military okay. brat. So, my mother's from Houston. So, um, I've always kind of like gone back and forth between other places in Houston, Texas. Um, and uh, I live in Dallas. I moved to Dallas actually a year ago today, uh, marks a year that I've been in Dallas, Texas. And uh, yeah, ever since I moved here, it's just been really, really great. Not specifically because of the city, but just things kind of like just fitting into place. I was actually kind of like bummed when I had left Atlanta to go back to Houston. Like I felt kind of like a failure and, you know, just kind of like time passed and then things just start to kind of like finally move and fit. So, yeah. However many different places you lived in, do you think that that has impacted you as an artist in any way? Absolutely. Um, I wouldn't say the places I've lived, but the fact that when being, being a military brat, like I was, uh, I lived in Germany a majority of my uh, time. So I was seven years in Germany from like fifth grade all the way to graduating high school. 
um, I lived there. And it wasn't so much being in Germany, but being around all different types of people. So it's such a, a melting pot of, you know, just different ethnicities and races and stuff like that. So being around other people that listen to certain music, you know, I think helped me, you know, kind of like, um, it kind of helped form my form my ear or my love for different genres um, to make it so eclectic. Um, I remember like the first time I heard neo soul music for the first time because I grew up. What, how I grew up, my mom didn't let us listen to secular music. Um, so mm-hmm. you know, but eventually I did come across like R and B and like you know that's where my love for Brandy comes from and Aaliyah and Maya and just different people like that. But I remember listening to music soul child soul star album for the first time and it was because I was on. The school bus and you know people just used, used to trade cds and stuff like that and i remember hearing that right. cd for the first time and it just blowing my mind and uh so i think because being around different people who come from different places and different backgrounds it allowed me to experience other genres and other music that i didn't know existed and i probably wouldn't have known existed had i not been in that environment that's so real and yeah. the reason why i ask you that is because i feel like i know more than you know, I don't know someone else how much that's true um, because I grew up in Bloomington, which is like a predominantly white town, mm-hmm. like a little small country. Well, it's changed a lot in recent years, but when we I was two coming WalMarts up, now, we we do actually. I think maybe we have two WalMarts. <laughs> Living the life. <laughs> Killing it. But my point is, when I came to Spelman, you know, which is a historically black college for women. Hey, see. Um, AUC, AUC family, this is an AUC podcast episode. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it really is. But um, when I came to Spelman, you know, some of my dorm sisters used to just laugh at me because they, you know, could be walking by my room at any given time and hearing like Alanis Morissette or, you know, um, yeah. Goo Goo Dolls or, you know, all these random people. And they're like, girl, what are you listening to? And I'm like, you have to understand for so much of my life, this is all I had, yeah. you know, outside of my own personal collection and what my parents played and visiting Chicago, like our radio stations were like soft rock, country, pop. Um, so that was what I was exposed to. So that's why I asked that question, because I know that being in different areas or, you know, around different people can definitely impact your taste in music or um, even your style or your preference. What musical artists um, or people even, because, uh, you know, as church kids, a lot of times our musical influences come from people we know. Yeah. Um, but what or who um, influenced you as an artist growing up or, you know, as a child? Um. As you know, because we talk about this all the time. Anytime all the we have time. a conversation, it's usually about yes, her. Yes, I'm beaming. Go ahead. But I'm Brandy ready. is like, <laughs> I see it as like Brandy is like my mother and then Music Soul Child is my father when it comes to just sonically. I was listening to like some things that I've worked on in the past or like whatever. And I, and I hear even him strongly in certain records and the way that I approach things and my ad libs and the way that I fall off of things or the way that I just approach music, how intentional music is with, you know, his musicality. I, I want to do that, you know, the same way he's done it, the way that Brandy takes time to make sure that the texture of her voice is what resonates with people the most. I want to do that, you know, placement and I don't know, just that, making sure that yes. people feel music. Like one of the, one of the things I'll never forget, which I feel in music to this day, but I remember Doug mentioning this to me when I first recorded music with him back in 2012 and him, you know, mentioning because I was getting frustrated with like recording because I wanted to build out these notes. But, you know, Doug was just trying to remind me that, you know, the emotion is what's going to last, what's going to like resonate with people. That's what's going to make people listen to it over and over again because they can identify and be attached to that, you know, Mm -hmm, and because mm -hmm. I can hear that in Brandy's voice and I can hear that in music's music, you know, it just kind of has been one of those things that, when I listen to them and then when I go to record music or when I think about having to perform live, what can I do in this moment to give that same feeling that I've received being a music lover, you know? I 
don't give enough credit to Destiny's Child because like harmonies and stuff like that, outside of Brandy, you know, they were like a a, a, a group that I listened to a lot in my youth. Mary Mary, a lot of like, you know, hip, if you will, gospel artists, even like some yeah. of the classic, you know, Fred Hammonds, John P. Keys, Vincent yes. Brunson. Yes, uh, like you know, Talk all like the singers. all the choirs and all the you know gospel, gospel, gospel music that you remember. Yeah, all of that. I'm I'm like the I'm the church kid, but you know, with a little edge or so. Like I don't sing like everybody else in the church, but at the same time, I don't sing like everybody else in R&B either. So trying to find the median between those two worlds has been like my thing. Three John P. Key songs, real quick, oh real my quick. God. That's a Show hard up. question. Show Woo. up, wash me. If that be Jesus is real. <laughs> Just like mm-hmm. all the box, really, honestly. <laughs> mm-hmm. We have talked about brand quite a few times. We've had like heart to heart conversations about Brandy Norwood. It is, I mean, it's just, you know, I it's 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 music is one of those things where that brings people together in a way that nothing else does you know you can you can have a favorite artist or love an artist so much and you've sat you know you can look over your life and tell how many times you've sat and just listen to every song and every ad lib especially if you're a singer or a musician and you've sat in your in your room as a teenager or listened to your headphones on a school bus or whatever and that music just impacted your life so much you know you come to love the music you come to appreciate and love the person the artist as a person and then you meet somebody else who's like oh my gosh you understand me. yeah you understand me <laughs> brandy and i and i know she's my favorite artist so maybe people won't take me seriously when i say this but i just feel like i can say it because brick's on the line and he will understand it mm-hmm. um <laughs> her impact is so huge like I always say she's she, my fave is y'all faves fave. They've been stretched by her. You can't help but listen to a Brandy album and be like, "Tag, can I do something like? Can I impact like that vocally?" <laughs> and then you say the Brandy, not even just you. When you really think about it, it's not even just about vocals too. When Brandy, when we think about in between, like the first album and Full Moon, like Black Cover Girl. Black yes, Barbie doll. Yes, I was about Moesha. to bring I was about to pull those she receipts was a lot out. Of first. She was yes. a lot of first for black. Yes. And I feel like it's not recognized. But one thing I've also, because I used to like stress about this, because people of course don't get their flowers, but at the same time, sometimes people go out of their way to like be mean to her and stuff like yeah. that. And that I get to, that's the world we live in right now currently. But what I've kind of like come to realize is that because I know what I know and I recognize what I recognize about her impact and just her in general. Cause even if it wasn't an impact, I feel special. I feel special that I connect with it. Like even if yeah, she didn't have, yeah. even if other people didn't sound like her and she didn't have the impact, I feel like I would feel totally special for recognizing what resides right. inside of her soul when it comes to her singing. But brand for me is a game, like a mood changer at any given time. Something else that separates her from everybody else is it's not even always about the riffs and the runs because we know she can do that to heaven and back, right? But that tone, just those clean by itself, by itself, by itself. I don't know if you remember the uh, the performance with her and Tony Bennett from like back in the oh, day when she was like a wee child, the fifteen way or whatever. That song, Listen. she didn't have to do a whole lot. You could tell that she came from Whitney's womb, like she. <laughs> Finessing at that age, I was like, what? As an adult, I'm just watching it like, who, what, how? Dude, dude, Brick, if you just listen to that first Brandy album, and as like, if you listen to it now as like an adult, and you're like, she's a child, like she's a baby child, okay? That voice is... So I mean, sure. you can hear that Whitney Im- impact and influence all up and through that first album, like, but just her tone, like, it's just, I, I just feel like, you know, God took a little more time. That's, I, that's how I feel. I mean, I know I respect all these other artists. I love a lot of singers. I love a lot of artists. But when it comes to Brandy Norwood, I just feel like God just took a little a little more time. What y'all don't know is what you don't really know about Brandy. See, I know I've read the Brandy biography 
And actually, Brandy is not influenced by Whitney Houston when y'all think she is. She's actually influenced by Thea. Uh, for those five episodes she was on that show, Thea Dougie, Dougie, <laughs> molded her you already style <laughs> and made her what she is today. Yes, yeah, she surely did. Thank you, Thea, because oh she was working hard two jobs every day, giving time to her children. I think it's best said by Thea that with God on her side, God. keeping her alive... Dougie. She don't have to worry about a thing. It's gonna be fine. Nobody remembers that show except for Dougie. me. Okay. Of course. I just remember just her realized. singing um, Respect. I know you do. And Jason Weaver. <laughs> what did oh Jason Weaver God. sing? You are taking us back. See, I don't Jason remember what Jason sang. I don't neither, but I remember he was so Michael Jackson ass. That's why I used to love Jason Weaver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then he got a smart guy. Anyway. But yeah, I just, I mean, I had to have that little Brandy moment um, because I feel like, you know, I agree with everything you said. And I think that I want as a fan for her to just get to the point where, you know, she's Brandy. And in my mm-hmm. opinion, that is as dope as you're going to get. But the thing is, you know. And that's why I feel like, I just feel like once she recognizes it, there will be nothing like else to literally say. Like at this point, it should just be like Brandy and then nothing like there's, <laughs> but I just feel like, like there's really nothing else. Like if I really, if she really like really understood yeah. who she a is. Lot of the, I- I think a lot of the, what you're trying to say is a lot of the conversations or a lot of the things that we've seen her engage in over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to put words in your mouth. I'll just say a lot of the things that I've seen her respond to or engage in over the years. I just feel like even as a fan, even though sometimes Lord help me, sometimes I, I try not to read her comments, but sometimes <laughs> I just I see something and I'm yeah. very protective. So I just pounce. Right. No, I just, and I have to go back and delete it. And I'll be like. <laughs> can't be out here looking like a crazy person but i mean again like you say you come to love these artists you come to you know especially when you really know you've been on the journey with them since the beginning and you know just how much they have given to their craft and how much they have impacted you know brandy was black girl magic before it was a thing you know and so i i do have to watch myself in in trying to like cape for her or like defend her or whatever but i will say some of the things that you know, she's engaged in or responded to over the years or some like social media stuff. I just feel like in my mind, if she knew mm-hmm. who Brandy is when it comes to music and culture and, and black girl culture, like if she if she had wrapped her mind around it, I feel like some of that stuff she would just not even respond to. You know, my other fave, Jay-Z, one thing I learned from him is... Some stuff Jay just ain't even going to respond to. If Jay actually responds to you, either in a diss record or even in an interview, he got some respect for you as a person. Yeah. But some stuff, he's just not even, it's kind of like, okay, take a shot at me. You know what I mean? Like, fine, enjoy it. But He and he, I, uh, he did a diss record against, uh, uh, against me a few years back, oh and I don't God. think I ever saw the light of day. We, we, <laughs> we, we squashed it pretty early. Y'all did? We, yeah, we met at the... Why, why was he mad at you? Oh, man, I didn't want to get into it. Okay. You know, it was something about me, him, and Thea. I, I don't want to get to... Somebody called him and told him not to release it. Yeah, they was like, please don't do it, Douglas Wiley. Uh, you know, he's, he's connected to I Thea, and you just don't want to... <laughs> But, but we'll get off brand. But I just, you know, I I wanted to to know your your no I, for sure your thoughts on that. What you just yeah. said was what I was trying to say. Your name as an artist is Brick Liam. Where did that come from? Um. So you guys know me as Jacoby. Um. That's how you uh-huh. guys met what? me. Who? And that's your no. name. <laughs> <laughs> All this time. And um, <laughs> probably around two thousand fourteen. 2013, 2014. It was a couple years after I graduated college, and I was back in Houston, and I had just got out of this like deep dark depression <laughs> because I had auditioned for The Voice, and they had selected me for the show, and then blah blah blah, you know, the politics of all that. And then a couple months prior to actually filming, they you know called me, let me know they no longer were going to use me for the show. So I was like, so like upset because I just thought it was my ticket to like the next, you know, season of my life and da 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 And uh, it kind of encouraged me also after kind of like getting over it to kind of like push to like really, really ride for myself and like 
just do it like without looking for I'm gonna say a handout but looking for opportunities to get me there just kind of like doing it because I have the ability to so um I was getting ready to like record some original music and I wanted to change my name because I just felt like Jacoby was like it is my name but you know people were calling me like Kobe and it was kind of personal or whatever to me and I felt like I needed like a I want to say an alter ego but just kind of like a, a new standard of who I am as an artist and I wanted to just give a name to it to like kind of like separate the two and um brick Liam red being my favorite color um I was looking up synonyms for the color red because I didn't want to actually have the word red in my name oh. um and so the first thing that stuck out to me was brick and so I just took the c out and then Liam my last name is Williams and uh yeah so I just shortened it for Liam and that's where brick Liam comes from so much it. thought goes into these things. I love it. You seem like an observer. You seem like you observe culture and immerse yourself in it and kind of move it forward. What's that process like for you? Um, even something as simple as my name, I think, like, like as you stated, I am. I, I want to say I credit myself as an observer. Um, I would say I would start by saying this. Also, growing up, even you know, having that experience as a military brat and going to school with different types of people. I also am an extreme introvert because the way that I grew up as well, my mom didn't really allow us to like, you know, go places a lot. She didn't trust, you know, people around her kids, which I'm super grateful for now. Um, mm -hmm. But I spent a lot of time by myself. So it, uh, it put me in a space to where I was kind of like always in my head and always very observant, always looking at details because there was nothing else to do. Um, so I am an observant person, um, and details are very, very important to me, even like the unintentional details. So a lot of things that I've done, I kind of just, I've done them as, you know, being intentional with details, but not like super intentional. And then they just turn into a whole nother thing. I.e., the red balloon thing became a, like a lot bigger than I expected it to. Cause it wasn't my intention. Hey, I'm going to build my brand on a, like a red balloon. I just kind of like. I know what it meant to me. I put in a music video and then became like a consistent thing throughout, you know, my visuals. Yep. And then people were just like, oh, the red balloon guy. And so that's where that came from. So it's like it always starts with like for those who do believe in God, it starts with me just kind of like seeing a vision and God just kind of like I won't say speaking to me, but in a way speaking to me. If I see something, I try to execute the vision that I see before me. And then for whatever reason, it kind of just is spun out of honestly spun out of control but it's like a snowball effect of like just being obedient to what i see and then it kind of just taking a, a like a, a world of its own and, and a life of its own that's how i explain it, i guess if that makes any Speak sense to my heart <laughs> holy spirit all right so you brought up the red balloon um i think you and i had a conversation about this a couple of years ago but um I just truly appreciate how well you've been able to uh, solidify exactly who the artist Brick Liam is through your visuals. Mm. I used to be concerned like years and years ago when I would go to your Instagram page that people wouldn't really know like how amazing you are as an artist, or as a singer, um, because your visuals are so dope. They probably come to your page and be like, oh, this guy's a, you know graphic designer this guy's a visual artist or he's a photographer or whatever just because your visuals were so on point um how much of uh the visual side of it is a passion for you versus uh just like a necessity that you started doing because you had to um and i it started because it, i had to but i also enjoyed it uh, prior to even me changing my name to Brooklyn, I always enjoyed visual art as well. I was the guy that was like on MySpace and Facebook, always editing pictures, or always doing something yeah. weird or whatever. So that's always just been my thing. But and, and like you mentioned before, it had always been a concern of mine too because I would kind of get frustrated. Well, you know, with social media, people are just like, oh, you know, the numbers, and then you're watching how people interact with you. So do people like the visual side, or are they not understanding I'm a musical artist? You know, that kind of thing. For me, at one point time it became I won't say annoying but it wasn't just good enough to just be the cool visual art guy arts guy I wanted people to understand that I'm a full all-around artist and I think over like the last year or so I've come to realize that they play they play equal parts in my musical artistry the music as well as the mm -hmm. visual art because so I used to be really super frustrated about it because I felt like people kind of focused on the visuals maybe more than the music sometimes. But mm -hmm. what I 
I've come to realize is that the opportunities that I've been receiving over like the last couple of months, i.e. the PJ Morton uh, tour. And then like prior to that, I opened for like Layla Hathaway like twice. And she, you know, she had a competition and even speaking to her about it. One of the things that I had to come to realize is that people definitely respect and understand that I do the music. But what also pushes me a little further is the visual art aspect. And I have to, I have to appreciate that. Um, mm -hmm. And take that in, into consideration because for Layla Hathaway to sit me down and say that my Instagram simply inspired her is just like, wow. whoa, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And not thinking so small of those details, you know, that they all work together to make me Brickliam. And Brickliam isn't just a musical artist, and that's okay. Like, actually just right. becoming okay with it because even to this day it's still kind of difficult but again understanding that you know certain opportunities I've been given has been because of equal parts music and equal parts just me being an overall all around creative in general out of all of your projects that you've done what's your favorite um that's hard do you have do you have a favorite okay I don't have a favorite I feel like each project meant a lot to me in the time that it it was present, but I mean, if I had to pick one, it would definitely be the most recent one because that shows how much I've grown. And that's the one mm -hmm. that I can listen to and be like, oh my God, I've yeah. grown so much. And, you know, so I can always, but I, each project is very special to me because it marked the time in my life where it's like each project is constantly showing me where my faith is and kind of just knowing that I actually really do believe in myself enough to actually put myself out there like that. Like I listen to old stuff and be like, Whoa, I sounded like crap, but I did it, you know, it had potential, yeah. you know? And what I recognize is also every project prior to the most recent one were like stepping, you know, stepping stones to the most recent one. And the most recent one is what allowed me to go on my very first tour and, just different mm -hmm. opportunities to come my way. So they all mean a lot to me. Yeah. By the most recent one, he's uh, referring to the Ascension LP, which is my favorite as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been like riding with Brick for years. I have all these uh, different projects and I listen to them, you know, still to this day. They're on my playlist. They, they come on when I'm, you know, just jamming my music um, at any given time. He can come through uh, that playlist. But the most recent project, the Ascension LP, I think that for me, the difference is, like you said, you can hear almost a sense of confidence and like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I feel like this is the project that you're like, this is who I am right now as an artist. Yeah. Like, there's n some of the earlier uh releases I feel like you sound good you know what I mean like but when I listen to this one like I holistically feel like Dag this is breaking like he is killing yeah. I freaking love I mean there are times I'm sitting around singing them songs and I, I before I realize that they're his songs you know what I mean like, <laughs> I'm like humming them and like jamming to them yeah, in my head and then I it hits your, me and it's like oh that's you know I sing your songs man <laughs> Like randomly, I'll be like, man, that's his song. Yeah. <laughs> how, think, how, go ahead. I think what makes the, what made this one different from the others was this the very first time I was able to do a project that didn't involve me, you know, requesting a beat or an instrumental from a producer. Like I actually sat and said, hey, I want this sound. I want this kind of keys. I want this kind of drum. I want this bass pattern or, you know, just vibing in the studio, being able to create and kind of like, uh, compose a mm -hmm. lot of my production and be intentional about transitions. And yeah. I love putting breaks into music and making yes. everything dramatic and making everything a roller coaster. I think that's what allowed it. I think that's what made it me sound so sure because it was like a complete vision of mine. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, Yeah. it wasn't me singing over an instrumental or me writing over an instrumental. It was literally me composing everything from my heart and like from the ground up, you know what I'm saying? And I had a say so in every, every little thing in each song, you know? So yeah, I think that was like the thing that made it, you know, so different and what made it seem so sure of itself, you know? Yeah. I want to, I want to switch topics just a, a smidge right just a, just a little bitty smidge mm -hmm. do you have a love life no i don't 
<laughs> no, there's nobody. It's very sad. It's so funny because, like, during the tour, like, it was, like, just the high of, like, that amazing feeling of, like, I'm living my dream. But I was traveling alone a lot as the opener or whatever. So it's just oh, like, yeah. oh, but I have nobody to share this with. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and maybe think about the Lady Gaga. Um, I don't know if you watched the, oh, the documentary Oh, my goodness. The documentary, I and her going outside to all those fans and people yep. were screaming and flashing lights. Yep. And then her to go back in and she said, like, like, and you go back home alone. Like, that really is an mm-hmm. artist's life. And it made me think about, you know, just how many people's stories are like, you know, musicians traveling and infidel- infidelity and stuff like that. It now makes mm-hmm. sense to me because it's such a high, like, it's a spiritual experience. And then when you don't have somebody to, like, experience it with or to kind of, like, help you find that balance is very, 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 very odd. Um, I don't have a love life. And the last the album you know was based on like one relationship so yeah and a lot of that is like sad stuff so well tell us more about that relationship um if you want to yeah i mean if you don't want to tell us um (laughs) majority of those songs uh i recorded a song called turquoise back in 2015 15 or 16, I recorded it with um, producer and songwriter Corey James, and that's kind of like what birthed that, um, birthed the album, because I did that song like right at the the Which moment. album are you referring to? The Ascension LP. Okay. And Turquoise wasn't on the album, but it kind of like birthed like a lot of my writing during that time. Okay. Um, um, and it, basically it was like a... A long distance relationship, she ghosted me and, you know, we had a conversation. Things kind of like were going back to where, you know, I thought, you know, things were like good again. And then, you know, I show up you know, to an event and she has like another guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this is something I didn't know. She didn't share this with me. And for me, it just kind of stung because it's cool that you moved on. But when you said that you love me. Even if you're moving on, like, I thought you would have respected me enough to let me know that, yo, this is where I am. Like, to be best friends with somebody, I just wouldn't have expected for her to, like, you know, do me like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah. they just have enough respect for me to just say, like, hey, yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm moving on or whatever. And so it's just, it was, the whole album is basically surrounding with that. And um, I did Turquoise, and the Turquoise, the inspiration from that song comes from... Um, the colors blue and green. So blue being the blues, of course, being sad and then green being envious or whatever. And, um, it's basically talking about how, you know, she kind of just like left me high and dry, kind of like ghosted me or whatever. And she has a new guy. So I'm sad because you left me, but I'm also envious because you have a new dude. Just going throughout the album, just talking about the feeling prior to, you know, finding out and just kind of feel like there's an uneasy, like thing going on within the relationship and not really addressing it, but just letting her know, hey, like, just if you do have something to say, if you are going to, like, do this, just let me know now. Like, you can be honest. And I think that comes from just being frustrated in relationships where people feel like they have to be, um, what's the word? They have to um, pacify you, if that makes sense. Yeah. They feel like yeah. it's just better to not rip the Band-Aid off. they rather, like leave it on longer or whatever they feel like they can avoid it that just makes the situation worse because now i have to consider you a liar or whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. so just that's what the whole album was about and i kind of felt bad afterwards it was very cathartic and therapeutic for me to kind of like do the album um Mm -hmm. because i needed to get all of that out of my system but listening back to it kind of frustrated me because i felt like i put so much focus on sad stuff and it wasn't my intent to do that like I wanted to be more inspirational to people I wanted people to listen to the album and feel better but at the same time I think it did do that because a lot of people resonate with heartbreak and you know the not so good side of love you know so yeah that's where it it comes from man how much time do you think you spend uh in sadness during your process of writing because you got a lot of good you got a lot of sad songs out there you got some happy songs but you got some sad a lot of uh, a good amount of sad songs yeah How, do, is that is that a big part of your process um or do or you kind of do you pull from memories or do you pull from imagination um i think it's a combination of all those things and i want to say sitting in sadness um rather than trying to get it out and then i think I, my biggest thing 
as a human being, my biggest, I won't say my biggest flaw, but one of my flaws is that I will do whatever I can to kind of like let it go. And I'm thinking it's gone until something just triggers those feelings coming mm-hmm. back. So that's been my experience since the album. Cause I thought like once the album was out and done, I was good and I would see her again and everything would be fine. I see her again. And everything's not fine. You know? So yeah. it's just that, that awkward feeling. And then, you know, the songs being out and they're about her and, she has to play these songs and like considering all those just different things, it kind of puts me back in my bag a little bit sometimes. Um, so I don't like to sit in my feelings. Um, sometimes it just happens though, but it's more of like a delayed reaction. Kind of like it's just so sporadic and random sometimes. Um, and then yeah, as far as my writing process, I try to like get everything out in a moment. Um, and then try to come back to it later and edit it. Cause I feel like raw feeling is what makes records last technically you know so if i can just get everything out in this moment you can have all my feelings here and then i can kind of like piece them together or add here or take away there then that's how i'd rather do that yeah and i think it's important to note that you know the the project is sad in a sense but it doesn't necessarily feel sad yeah and I don't know how to describe it other than just like the production yeah. and the visual of it feels so like open yeah. and yeah. Um, freeing in a sense. I I, I can't. Well, it's describe a nice it. marriage. Yeah, things. yeah. So you know, for the for you, it may resonate a lot sadder than it, it feels to just the regular person because they don't they're not attached to the real emotion of it. Yeah. But you know, I think you made a project that is inspiring and um, you know challenging even. You know, people are looking at this like, dang, like, I got to step my visuals out. <laughs> you know, like, I got to step my game up for my next project because, you know, Brick is really, really pushing through. Um, so, yeah, I think that um, the project feels, it feels great. You know, it might be a couple of sad moments in there for you, but for for me, it feels amazing. Just yeah. like song after song after song. You had a couple of features on um, the Ascension oh, yeah. LP what producers or artists, um, you know, really helped you to kind of mold this project into what it became? Um, producers, um, I worked with a guy named Trevon Snipes for like one of the songs. Please continue. He did. Please continue. And then he fave, actually helped me get um, <laughs> the core of like some of the other songs done. And then I met one of my closest friends now, uh, Mr. Dimension. He's actually he actually moved from London to Dallas when I moved back to Houston from Atlanta, and uh, we got connected over the internet some years prior. Um, he just heard some of my older stuff, and you know, was supporting it. And we had worked together on like a, a remix of one of his songs. And he had moved to Dallas, and we were like, I was originally going to just record with him. And when I found out he played, I mean, you know, a lot of times people are like super humble, so they're just like, oh, I can play a little bit, but not like enough to like really do something and when I found like the stuff that he added to the production it just kind of opened up my world and so that's what kind of transitioned me into really creating everything from scratch and being able to transition songs and edit the records the way that I wanted them to and you know working with him and then uh, as far as like the features what I found crazy about that is every feature on the album is super intentional because um, each song resonated with those specific artists because I would have conversations like they're all my friends, you know, on the personal mm-hmm. side. So just mm-hmm. having conversations with them about life, I just knew that okay, this song that I'm working on would fit perfectly with so and so because they we just had this conversation. So that's how, wow, you know, that kind of like worked out. So yeah, I love that idea. On a totally different note, mm-hmm. give me give me your favorite Disney movie. My favorite what? Disney movie. My favorite Disney movie, that's extremely hard. And y'all are probably going to judge me for this, but I always say a goofy movie. Um, <laughs> only because I feel like <laughs> it's super underrated. Like, that was like the first black like, Disney movie. Those, all those characters were black. We had Tevin Campbell, like, killing it as Powerline. Oh, those wow. songs were hip. Like, I could listen to them and, like, sing them. And, like, it was just super hip. Outside of, like, you know, the. The, uh, the Lion King and I grew up literally watching The Lion King and Little Mermaid back to back and then of course Beauty and the Beast I love oh my gosh music from Disney movies oh, oh my god man. Coco like their new stuff oh, oh my god I watched that the other day Remember and me? I don't I mean in tears bro like <laughs> oh no man that last song I, 
yeah. don't want to give too yeah. much away, but that last song in that movie. What was beautiful. Coco. Coco. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. It's really good. That. It's really good. Disney music is always makes A-line. the best music. Yeah. I mean, I remember Dougie actually, we used to, when we were working a, together a lot in the studio, we uh, actually had a couple of nights where we had like friends over. Just singing Disney music. Just singing Disney, Disney songs. Songs. Oh my god! <laughs> so um, uh, we we talked about this in JLP. <laughs> oh yeah, we did stuff. do one together, didn't we? Oh man, Doug, you did one of those with everybody. Yeah, yeah. I did one with you too. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that was yeah. fun back then. Cool. Yeah. So, do you think that you would be interested in acting or um, anything like that? Somebody asked ever? me this the other day, and. Uh, I would. My main, like, my dream is to play Stevie Wonder in his in his biopic. Um, but at the same time, I respect and love Stevie Wonder enough to know that there's probably another actor who's been training for this his whole life. Like, I'm not training for it, but I'm sure there's somebody out there who who's literally prepared for this their whole life. So yeah. I'm not really, well, like, you know, pressed about it. But that was, like, it's, like, my dream. And then I really want to be the Tin Man from The Wiz in, like, a reproduction <gasps> of it one day. I would oh love to act. Oh, my goodness. But I don't see myself, yeah. like, doing, like, a serious, super serious role. I would rather do something, like, funny. I would rather be in, like, a comedy, you know, and just kind of be the sidekick, not, like, the main character. I don't see myself doing, like, a big lead role thing. Brick, let me say this, man. I if you ever play the Stevie Wonder story, I want to be Stevie Wonder's mom. I don't care what you say. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm Lula Mae Juckins or whatever. Say what you want to say. Okay, but I, I think I want to be the Tin Man too, man. Yeah. He's such a good He's such a good role because he has such a big heart. Anyway, neither here nor there. So um Brick, about the Ascension LP and the reason why I'm going on and on about this and I could talk about Red October and, you know, other things. But um, this is the most recent project. And I just Mm -hmm. really wish that anybody who's listened to this podcast who has not heard it, please go get it. um, Check it out. It it truly is just a great, great project. Um, Do you have a favorite song on it? Is is it easy for you to be like, oh, this song either... I feel this song the most, or I jam this song the most. Like, which one of the songs do you like to listen to the most? No, I think it's like my baby. And I think the way that I formatted the album where, you know, all those transitions take you from one song to the next, I wanted to feel like one whole experience. So yeah, the whole it does. Thing, every, I think about every, I thought about every detail that's involved in it. So it's like, there's no one specific thing because to me, it's one all by itself, you know? Um, and it really and, does flow. It really does. Yeah, and I think, and I would say, like, I guess it varies as well. Um, you know, depending on where I am, like listening to it, like most of the time it's gently, only because it's such a like a mm. bop. And that was like one of the last songs mm-hmm. I recorded. And I remember hating how I was writing it at first, and I just thought it was just gonna get scrapped. But then once I finished it, it was just like, oh my god, this is such a great song. It just Amazing. felt good. I felt like I executed. Throughout the album as well, I feel like I executed vocally the way that I've always dreamt of executing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, I just found that balance and that confidence. Like, I stretched myself without straining or, you know, without, you know, doing too much or without, you know, feeling like a failure. Like, I was able to really, really stretch myself and execute. I, I want to say it's like my full moon because I don't want to cap myself or whatever. But if that experience of just the different different details put into it i felt like it was my my full moon my body of work that i just spent so much energy into every little every detail you know so it's just all one to me well i i can agree or i can understand that um what's your favorite song definitely please continue okay i can't i can't not i can't not like one thing i mean I, i guess it does change i guess you're right about that um I do find myself like when I love it, when I love an album, I go through like waves of obsessing over different songs on the album. That's how I know it's a really good album for me because yeah. I'll be like listening to one song nonstop for like two weeks. And then at some point, somehow and listening to the whole album, I'll get hooked on another song and listen to that one for like not for like two weeks nonstop. Even with like albums like this one or like Full Moon that kind of 
their one project that like it just flows from beginning to end on its own you know you kind of hate stopping it because you're anticipating that next song coming in yeah um but i like if i'm listening to it please continue comes on and i'm trying to let it kind of go into higher and then like I have to go back one more time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, okay, am I going to, and I can tell you, there have been times I've been sitting there like, am I going to start this song over? Yeah, I'm just going to start it one more time. <laughs> but it's such a jam, and I just feel like um, the whole album is just great. Again, guys, y'all make sure y'all get the Essential LP if you have not gotten it. Um, you spoke earlier about the opportunity to tour with Layla Hathaway and with PJ Morton, um, you don't have to like go into detail about both of those experiences. But what did you learn from um, meeting Layla or work or being that close to her, touring with her? Um, she's also one of my favorite, favorite, favorite artists. Uh, so I was so proud to see you on that stage with her. What did you learn? Um, she did this competition, and I w- I would say just generally, I learned. With both experience, I just learned that I'm a lot better than I give myself credit for that I Come think on that now. I am. Um, mm-hmm. And so it just kind of helps with, you know, affirmation and stuff. And then with her, it's just a constant lesson of letting go, like just being around her. So what happened was that she did the competition and I was selected for the Dallas show, whatever. And then when I got there for sound check, she asked me to also do the next day, which was San Antonio. So that was like, my mind was blown. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, just being around her, she was super cool. Like Layla Hathaway, the thing is, we all know her as this amazing vocalist. This is the daughter of Donnie. Like we know this, right? But there's so much more bruh, that child don't even get to see from Layla. Like mm. she's a creative, you know what I'm saying? Like people don't even understand, you know? And, uh, just being around her just taught me to kind of like let go and like enjoy the moment like because she's you know she's been doing this thing of you know no phones at the concert which i completely right. understand you know for her right. now somebody like me i i need the footage so i can let people exactly. know how my performance went so i can get more followers so i can get more people to support it so i can finally get to a stage where you know i can go on and turn myself or whatever but you know just the whole experience of like really living in the moment with her and i think the lesson I learned, which I didn't kind of learn until after the experience, getting to spend two days with Layla Hathaway, I think I wanted to perfect each moment so much that I overthought everything that I wanted to make sure that I had enough water, that I wanted to make sure that I, I was napping after sound check because I wanted to make sure I had a voice. When in reality, I literally could have just been like, no, Layla Hathaway is out here chilling She's actually looking for me. Maybe I should actually go sit and just chill and talk with her. So my experience could be, I was chilling with Layla Hathaway, not, oh, I have to perfect this moment and make this like a perfect performance. This is so not about that. I've already been selected for this. Mm -hmm. This show and then the next show, like Jacoby, just like chill out or Brick, just chill out. You're good. Like she Mm -hmm. selected you for a reason. You're good. And I think because I just was so focused on like making it perfect, I didn't really get to enjoy the fact that, bro, like you were literally <laughs> just literally with yeah. Layla Hathaway. Like she's super funny, like super insightful, super wise. Like we all know this, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, are you going to ever get that moment back? Like it makes me have to rethink, you know, moving forward, how like when opportunities come, how to operate in them. Of course, take these opportunities seriously, you know what I'm saying? But not take them so serious that you're, you're capping them to, you know, over rehearsing and over analyzing and over perfecting, you know what I'm saying? Enjoy yeah. it and really li- live. Yeah. Hashtag live, live in the moment. That's one thing that I learned from that experience that I'll never yeah. ever forget. Like, don't work so hard to get to a point where people, you know, are putting you on stages or giving you experiences and you can't live in them because you're so concerned with the work of it. Like, the work yeah. of it is what got you there. Right. Yeah. You know? that, that same thing happened to me and, v- and Thea. When I met Thea Vidal, uh, I, I was like, I finally got here, and I laid Speak to my heart. <laughs> I laid in her under titty and rested. <laughs> it was musty. Brick, what do you do? What do you do for fun? What do you like to do? Like, what what do you do for leisure? 
I'm lame. Outside of music. I'm lame as hell. I literally, <laughs> like, my Friday nights are literally me, me at home by myself, binging Netflix. If I'm not, like, somewhere recording music or whatever, outside of that, I'm literally at home Netflixing and chilling by myself. Louis no Louis sounds like. I don't Louis have a lot of friends, like- so. Who it sound like? <laughs> like me. Uh, I ain't having me. to get out so much more, but I'm just not. It's not really who I am. I mean, I've been in, in I've been in Dallas for a year, so I told myself I will. But every time I think about it, I get anxiety. It's not just so much anxiety. I'm just like a not. I love people, but it has to be in doses, and I don't want people to take that the wrong way. And then two, it's this thing about community and like drama and stuff like that. The first time my name gets mentioned into anything, I'm beefing with everybody, and I don't want to see nobody else. Like, just leave me alone. Like, I hate it. It's stressful, yeah. and it pisses me off. Yeah. So I, I think community. I think community is the hardest part about being an artist because it's like you gotta, you gotta connect, you gotta relate, you gotta have experiences. However, when you connect and relate to people, there's a there is a very big chance that something gonna pop off. Yeah. Yes. And and artists are crazy and they're finicky and you know they're a little bit selfish. It's you know you know how it goes. It's a crazy little world, man. But um, but you gotta get out there, brick. Come on back home, man. We'll go grab some sushi. <laughs> <laughs> you you had quite a few features on as we talked about uh, the Ascension LP. Are there any artists out there? Um, who are on your radar or like dream collaborations, people who you either want dream to work with or write for? Well, well, let me say this. I'll say, um, let me shout out really quick, Naomi Parchman. She's on the project. She's on the yes. song, All Right. She just All released right. an EP yeah. called Keep Running. I'm featured on that as well. And then Samo, who is featured on Dream, he um, is about to come out with his album really soon too. So those are like two artists that I know are like, about to push out something as needs she's working on getting her single out but right now she's touring um singing behind her so like they're all super like busy and everything but everybody's working on something um so i just want to make sure i put their names out there and uh support them uh yeah. dream collaborations i don't really have any again i'm just very much let it be authentic um even if it's somebody like major of course anybody would mention beyonce or i would mention brandy because she's my fave but i would rather it be like an authentic like vibe like oh so like one of the things on the tour like warren campbell followed me during the tour (laughs) and i remember like speaking about him the night before to one of my friends just mentioning how he's a dream collaborator of mine and um just things kind of being like then shifted like because that's the the next day then i found out his sister was on the tour with us as well and so it's just like so like super cool how things are kind of like you know, shifting, but at the same time, I don't want to think, oh, this is my opportunity to work with him. I'd rather it be him hear of me, and then if he, you know, wants to work with me, then he'll work with me, rather than let, let's let all send this link to Brandy or send this link to Jasmine Sullivan until they do something. Nah, right. I'd rather it be like, yo, I'd rather her mention me on Twitter and say, Brick, you're really dope, like, da-da-da-da, and it can just start off like that. It'd like, be an authentic right. thing. So, I, again, I don't have any, like, dream, like, this collaboration has to help, you know, it has to happen or whatever. Um, or anybody else, rather, really would, uh, they're already dead. So I just kind of, like, don't have any other people. So, yeah. That makes sense because you work, as, you know, you said earlier, from a really authentic place when it comes to your projects. So, I mean, that, I guess that makes perfect sense that you would want even the the collaborations to unfold authentically, yeah. which I think is beautiful because, as you said earlier, um that does play out well, like on the final product. Dougie, do you have any artists you would like to hear Brick collaborate with? Uh, yes, me. Okay. <laughs> Outside of you and your boy band. Oh yeah, yeah, my boy band. You have a boy um, band. Please, I'm just. He said yes, that in the last podcast, I do, and I don't and know we, why. Um, we are going. We're we're going straight to the top, kid. Um, we Let also, me just say this. When I heard um, "Ratchet Life" on um, on Star. I wanted to shed a tear. I felt so happy about that. Oh, man. Bless you, man. (laughs) That's super random, but... No, it's not. It's it's okay, because shout out to Dougie for being an amazing Uh, producer and songwriter. And a lot of people don't know it, but this guy is... Don't tell nobody. He really is great, and he's not ever going to say it about Mm -hmm. himself. I had to find out through the grapevine. First of all, I love Star. I watch Star all the time. 
I love Ryan Destiny. I think oh, she is right. beautiful and talented, like on a whole other level. And I'm sitting here like just regularly watching Star, and Dougie has a freaking song on it. Oh uh, yeah, just like wait, crazy, like right? no, this song. <laughs> <laughs> like you're not gonna talk to me about that. Uh, you're just man, not gonna man. mention it. Man, you know sometimes Super God humble. is good. No, nah, God is good to us, man. God is good to all of us. We get a lot of stuff we don't deserve or don't really work hard for, and God be like, "I got you, look stupid." God looks out for Dougie because Dougie sows Dougie into everybody. Dougie but, has these amazing experiences, and I'm not saying Dougie. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that Dougie is sowing to reap, which I think you should mm-hmm. in a way. But um, what I'm saying is. You do reap what you sow, like no yeah. matter what. And when you're a person who almost every single artist I've had on this podcast brings Dougie into their story one way or another. He started my story. And, like yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, like man. you, you and he would never. Let me tell you something, Brick. And I, I think I may have mentioned this in another episode. I don't know. But I, I took an artist I was working with on like a little mini studio tours going around trying to find a place for him to record from. Um, a place he like vibed in like he was comfortable and we went into one particular studio and Dougie's name came up and this guy who owned this studio began to talk about Dougie for like 45 minutes straight just about how good of a person he is he said like we had stopped talking for a little bit over some some crap and you know it was stupid but you know that guy is just amazing I'm sitting here with somebody who knows of Dougie but hasn't really met him yet and I'm just like, what an amazing thing to have people going around, like, just pouring blessings on your name like that when you're nowhere to be found. You know it's what like I mean? A like, thing, the influence. Yeah. Man. Yes. Yes. You don't yes. Really recognize it. Yes. If I only know who I am, I'll, <laughs> I'll be just fine. Hey, but let me say this, though. You are the same way, though. You don't even know. Like, one time, I, Brick came over one day. <laughs> And helped me conceptualize like a random video. Spent the whole day, didn't ask for nothing. Didn't like. There's so many things I don't ask him to do. And he's you like, talking about right, I got for you. um walk for Philip? Yeah, yeah. Man. that was one like, of the we, most funniest, fun, craziest, <laughs> amazing experiences of my life. Oh man, pushing people in time, chairs man. to get the pan yeah, shots. Yeah, we had we yeah we were using a wheelchair. Wow. Running in Kroger, it was fun. We had a good time. It was day. a lot of fun. But you're always like that, and I think that's mm-hmm. why God is blessing mm-hmm. you because you're always available to sow into people. People don't understand. I had said to somebody the other day that we should always be looking for how to eat better and always look how to eat better. But sometimes by blessing somebody, that person is almost certainly going to set you up for a blessing. Yeah. And you got to pick and choose wisely how your energy. If you can afford to share your energies and your time and your expertise with people, do it. You never, you just never know what that blessing leads to. I always say that I never get a job based on how, just how straight up and down how good I am. Yeah. I always get a job based on what I did randomly or somebody I made feel okay or somebody laughed hanging out with me. And those are the people who are like, I can use him to play keys or I, can mm-hmm. use, or I need an MD or I want to write a song with him, you know? But anyway, neither here nor there. Ego stroke. Thanks, Douglas Watley. I'm great. (laughs) (laughs) What's next, Brick? First things first. What I'm doing next is I'm going to record all of the... uh, I'm going to record my set from the tour because a lot of people are asking about just certain stuff. And so I'm recording, you know, the live version of the the set and I'm going to put it on SoundCloud. And then I'm going to do a deluxe version of the album because I felt like, like I said earlier, I felt like a lot of the content, even though it didn't sound sad, a lot of the content of the album was sad. Like it was sad mm-hmm. content or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to push myself to write more like actual love songs and more, you know, not upbeat, but just more positive love songs or whatever, not sad mm-hmm. stuff. So doing a deluxe version of the album with that kind of vibe on there, just because I also feel like it took me like a year and some change to do that album and I've grown so much since then so I want people to hear you know how much I've grown and where I'm going and stuff like that so that'll be like a preview to the next things to the next uh to other projects um then uh possibly a touring in the fall like a smaller tour with me and like another artist 
it just still just talks. Like, I don't always like to be like, oh, I'm doing this because you just never know. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. So, deluxe Truly. version of the album, doing a mixtape of like a whole bunch of mashups. I released one like a couple years ago on Valentine's Day, so I'm doing a volume two of that, releasing that after the deluxe version of the album. And then just really, honestly, just working. I just feel like at this point, because music is put out all the time, I just feel like the best, my best bet is to just constantly be creating music. Mm-hmm. So I'm always just kind of like growing and always pushing myself and I always have something, um, not just to have something, but just because I just want to be in that mode of just always working on music. Like I just love it, you know? So it's always, that's just my thing. Just always having content and just cause I like creating. So you'll always see something from me. So who knows what this else is, is next? A lot of opportunities I've been you- given this year have been very sporadic and out of the blue. So I'm just kind of letting God do whatever he wants to do with it. Just, you yeah. definitely don't leave us hanging, and I appreciate that. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you are a person who you know keeps your listeners and your your fans engaged, your supporters engaged, whatever word you like to use. Um, regularly, you do that very well. So I'm excited to hear anything new, anything Thanks. new remix, anything. I'm here for it. I'm here Thank for you. it. What would you say to um, an artist who is, you know, you may feel like you're just beginning your your journey in some sense in some ways but what would you say to someone who you know hasn't released that first project or who hasn't you know got you know that group of listeners or that audience yet what's your best word of advice for them um my best word of advice is just to do it like is we complicate it so much with perfection and it gotta be Mm -hmm. this and it gotta be that and I got to do this and I got to do that. And you hold yourself back by trying to like, again, instead of like living, like we mentioned earlier when I was talking about Layla, like instead of just living in the moment and just really doing stuff, I honestly just know that I would not be where I am if I had not recorded those songs with Doug back in 2012. Like you yeah. have to start somewhere. I can listen back to those songs and be horrified because they sound nothing how I sound now. But, you know, mm-hmm. at that time it was something that, I didn't mind putting out there, you know what I'm saying? Understand that, you know, growth takes time. Everything is is a process and nothing happens overnight, even if it looks like it has. People really, really do put in work. I'm, that's the biggest lesson that I've learned over the last couple of years that even though it didn't feel like work all the time because I was creating, um, mm-hmm. when you really, really work hard, you have to reap the benefits of it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, true. And so... There's no getting around hard work. There's no, there's nothing that beats hard work, you know? So it's just really just about operating. Just put the action towards it and it's going to meet you halfway and you're going to look up and it's going to be five years later and you're on your first tour and, you know, things are happening. I just, where I am now, I just would have never imagined it. Um, But I'm grateful I started when I did because I could have waited till now to finally start and, you know, things not, you know, be so speedily working out, you know? So just really just start, just do it, just do it, just do it, just do it. Don't think too deeply about it. Be intentional. Um, and just give your heart, give your heart and just do it. That's all it really, really takes is doing it. Push past, pushing past fear and comparison and all your personal stuff. Allow that, those things to inspire you. Procrastination. Oh my God. (laughs) Procrastination, bruh. It's a real thing. Let all those things inspire you to actually like get up and do something. I know Mm -hmm. the world is crazy. Your life alone, personal life stuff will try to tear you apart, but the music is there and the art is there to help you process it. So as much as you're, as much as you're creating for other people to be able to process through life, you're doing it for yourself as well. So just do it. I love that. That is some sound and solid advice. And I think watching your career, you know, grow as it has, you know, you live by that. Yeah. You you would have missed quite a few opportunities, I think, if you just gotten started now. All these beautiful opportunities to tour and, you know, uh, be in rooms with, like, people you've admired probably your whole life or close yeah. to it. You know what I mean? Like, because you got started... I think another thing that Bricks Artistry points to for me is you need to be resourceful within yourself. Yes. You know, a lot of times people are looking for teams and I need this and I Listen. need that. And you do. I think a good team is important. Don't get me wrong. But I also think that God gives us a plethora of gifts and 
and talents. And sometimes we tap more so into one than another. We may not pay attention to another one. But when you are in those moments of need, don't be afraid to ask yourself, like, am I actually putting forth every effort that I can put forth? Right. You know what I mean? Because the thing is, how can I say this? It's like one of those things of just do what you can because you doing what you can will only lead you to the people that can help you. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody just ups and gets a record deal. You got to sing in a few talent shows to grow in your performance. You got to go out and do this. You got to do that. Like do what you can. If you give your best to that, people will see that and it will resonate with people and somebody will reach out and say, hey, I want to produce this for you or pick up a guitar. That's one of the things I've been inspired to do because I used to get frustrated having out of town gigs or having a gig and the band not knowing the music. And I'm mad because I'm so intentional about my art, you know, and everybody doesn't, you know, operate the same way, especially if you're just coming up or whatever. So it's just like I tell myself that before the years up, I need to have had some kind of like guitar some some songs down on the guitar at some kind of point because it just can't just be me blaming other people you know for why i'm not thriving or why i'm not growing no pick up an instrument yeah you know what i'm saying and you'll reap from that as well so do what you gotta do people have learned to produce and i think me doing graphic design again that was me experiment it started off with me experiment experimenting but i wouldn't be where i am now like people would develop new skills if they really just Stretch themselves and try. Don't wait on other yep. so-and-so. So-and-so going to tell you, oh, I'm going to send you this beat tomorrow, and then you don't hear from them or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, just do what you got to do. Do what you can, and things will literally, like, come to you. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy, and it is true. And it sounds like we're having – we're losing some connectivity. But we're, we're basically done now. Um, just a lot of editing because we talked for a long time. Um, <laughs> but, Brick, where can the people follow you and, and see all this inspiring artistry and hear all this inspiring artistry that we've been talking about? Where can we find you? So Online. just go to www.brickliam.com, B-R-I-K dot, not dot, sorry, B-R-I-K-L-I-A-M.com. And uh, all my social um, handles are there, music videos, photos, albums, everything that you would need to find out more about me is right there on the site. And, uh, yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to Dougie and I. I this is an interview. You. you know, I got a couple of artists that are just locked in my head. I've done, I think this is maybe, we're almost close to 10 episodes recorded i don't Mm -hmm. know how many we've actually released yet but i got a couple of artists um just in my mind and in my heart that i just absolutely have to have the opportunity to talk to about their journey and you are one of them so i'm glad to cross you off the list i'm I'm appreciative Um, that you want to talk to me i'm sure this won't be the last time we sit and chat i'm sure your career is going um in all sorts of amazing not just your career but your life in general i just you know I'm excited to to watch it unfold. So, thank you, Brick. Of course. <laughs> Thanks, man. I do. Doing your thing, on you deserve a cosign.